you have to love the people and yes, use the money, but never use people and love the money. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders who are rewriting the rules of sales and success. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast. Hey, listeners of the podcast, we've put together an exciting community where you can dive deeper into the content of every single episode. And for those of you who join this community from the podcast, we'll give you an access to a course we've just put together worth $500, all yours for free, while we're sending this out to our listeners of the podcast. Simply go to sellingwithlove.com forward slash podcast to be eligible to get this course for free. And we look forward to seeing you in the community. Thanks again for listening. And now, Enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Selling with Love podcast. Now, today you are in for a treat because I bring to you a sales legend, the one and only Tom Hopkins, who's going to be coming here as the recognized world leading author on selling techniques and salesmanship. Now, for those who aren't familiar with Tom, you should know that the man has written 14 books, including three best selling books such as the four dummies series selling for dummies but the one book that i think really outshines them all is the bible that you should be picking up if you want to master the art of selling is the book of the same title which is how to master the art of selling has sold over 1.4 million copies worldwide now as a first time writer that would be watering my eyes if I could reach a fraction of those sales levels. But nonetheless, this is a timeless piece. The man has been active in sales since the 70s, has founded the Tom Hawkins International School where he teaches, oh my God, probably over 35,000 corporations, millions of sales professionals have went through his foundational training around sales. And I'm so excited that he's coming here to teach us some of the insights, some of the techniques and a bit of the wisdom that we'd love to capture. Tom, Welcome to the show. It's such an honor to have you here. Well, thank you, Jason. And I'm excited primarily as I studied what you do, what you teach, what your philosophy is, because mine has always been so similar to where I've always tried to teach anyone selling that you have to love the people and yes, use the money, but never use people and love the money. And I really believe that's a philosophy that I think people that are really successful long term, not for a season, not for a year, but are successful for a lifetime. And as I'm winding down my career, not retiring, I hate that word, but as I'm slowing down my travel, because for almost 42 years, Jason, I got on a plane every week except for the holidays of Christmas. And I would fly somewhere in the world to train these wonderful people called salespeople. And our country, capitalism, free enterprise, is really based on companies that make a profit. And most companies that make a profit only do so because there's someone that gets up every morning, puts on their clothes, goes out in the street, knocks on doors, talks to individuals, puts their ego on the line, handles the failure and rejection, but then never quits and eventually builds a 
profitable financial situation. And the reason I was so excited to be on your program is that philosophy and you in your title of love right away jumped out at me because my last, gosh, I'm going to say four years selling homes in California and real estate, I never had to prospect. And the reason was I took such good care of my clients, my buyers, my people. I mean, I had follow-up systems, Jason. I had the thank you notes, you know, the all the follow-up where the people literally felt like, gosh, this guy, Tom, is a friend. And that's one of the reasons why after about my third or fourth year, I had no time to prospect because I had built such a nice following. And that's what I'm trying to teach is, you know, don't look at a person like an income production opportunity. Look at them as someone you can serve. And think serving not selling, and the selling happens, and the long-term relationships with people begins. And my life was so great. I spent eight years, eight years selling homes in California. And my last year, my manager calls me in, Jason, and says, you know, Tom, I don't know if you know, but we've been keeping track and based on what you've done so far, and it was about the middle of November of that year, he says, you are averaging one home sold a day as an average, which I didn't know. And I loved it. I was out making sales, money coming in. And, you know, for an uneducated, I didn't go to college. I have no degrees. And as a broke little guy, all of a sudden, having these sales and the money and the fun. And I really believe that's got to be part of your life where you try to find something that is not work. And I've always defined work, Jason. Work is anything you're doing when you'd rather do something else. And that's why I have really never worked. Yeah, when I was 17... I did become an iron worker. I carried steel like an animal. Uh, I worked on bridge decks in California. I always laugh because I'm five foot seven and I laugh at audiences and say I was six foot two when I started carrying steel. And look what happened. But anyway, the philosophy of serving and loving people and everything else will work out. And all of you that are hopefully watching or enjoying our time together, if you'll really look at the philosophy of give more than you receive, old biblical truths that will always be there. And of course, you know, people in my office, when I was the top producer there selling homes, they said, my guy, you send thank you notes for this. You have all these people filed for every one of the children's birthdays, which I did. You know, when I'd meet a client, I'd say, look, I want to get your birthdays, husband, wife, and all the kids. And then I'd send a nice little gift two or three days before the children's birthday. And, of course, the parents never forgot that. And I got so many referrals sent to me. 
because I was what I call a follow-up fanatic, a keep-in-touch professional, where once you became related to me in any relationship, you're never going to get away. I'm going to follow up, follow up, follow up till you buy or die. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but you're going to do a business with me. And I've tried my best, Jason, to convey this to my audiences. And we've had over 5 million people attend my seminars in the last 40 years. And I try to make sure they walk out of that room with a sincere understanding that yes, we sell, but more important, serve. And if we serve properly, we will sell. And that has always been my philosophy, as I can tell, is intertwined in what you believe. And as soon as I saw what you call the sell, the love, the all, I thought, my God, this guy is right in tune with what I have believed and have tried my best to teach. And I just hope people that are watching and enjoying our little time together realize that our country is the most fabulous place to make a great living, raise a wonderful family, own tremendous real estate opportunities. And we are all in this country blessed. But the key is to say, how can I give more to people that I have a relationship with? So at the end of our time, they walk away with a smile, a positive feeling. And of course, that's how they send you referrals and business because you did a good job for them. And that's what I've always tried to teach. Give more than people expect and you'll get more back in your overall life of not only financial goals, but happiness. It's a wonderful world we live in. And if you look at the entire planet and look at all the countries and all the struggles and all the people that are trying to just get by, many of us, based on the rest of the world, live like kings and queens as far as our achievement ability, as far as our skill ability, and as far as our ability to live in beautiful homes, drive wonderful cars, live in a wonderful country like the United States. And we all have to continue to be thankful for that because, you know, I'm very believing in God and blessings. And I think our whole country has been totally blessed as a world, a nation, based on if you look at the rest of our planet. We have to always keep that in mind, Jason. Be thankful. Thank God that we live here, that we serve here, that we sell here, that we give here, and that we have the right to earn, yes, a fine income. Nothing wrong with making a lot of money. Nothing wrong with financial achievements and independence. But I think you'll be judged at the end of your life, not so much as what you get, but overall, what you have given to your fellow man in benefits, in belief, in happiness. And I can't tell you the number of days I would get a call from a husband and wife 
And they'd say, Tom, we walked into your real estate office four months ago, and we had no intentions of buying a home. We said we had, don't have enough money. We're going to rent a home. And we walked in, and you met us at the door, and we sat down with you at your desk and said, yes, we're here to rent a property. And they'll, and they'll say things like this. They'll say, Tom, I'll never forget you put up your left hand and said, if in this left hand I had a home that you could rent and pay the mortgage for someone else who has all the equity, all the buildup of increase in income, or I had in this hand a home that you would own, you would have the tax benefits, the mortgage interest write-off, you and your wife would be able to someday, if you want to, have a beautiful free and clear property to live in. Now, if I could offer both, and you could get either, and don't think about money, that'll be up to me as an expert in financing. Which would you choose? And they'd all go, oh, we'd love to own. I said, good, open your minds. I love that. Open your mind to real estate ownership. And let me show you how I can make that happen. Can we do that? And oh, they were mine from then on. And they'd own a home. I can't tell you. I had a seminar in San Francisco, Jason, a couple years ago. And you know, I'm autographing some books, what I do at breaks, and I'm autographing some books, and this man comes up but doesn't have a book. And I said, did you want me to autograph a book? He says, no, I've read your books, but I came to thank you today. We heard you were having your seminar here, and my wife said, you've got to tell Tom. So I'm here to tell you. I said, tell me what? He said, we walked into your office years ago, and he, I think he said the late 60s, and we told you right in the beginning that we don't have hardly any money, so we'll rent for a year or two, and you were so persistent. You said, open your mind to owning your own property, and don't worry about the money. If I can't make the money happen, then you shouldn't own it anyway. Leave it up to me. This man said to me, we did leave it up to you. We paid $19,000 for this home in the late 60s. And we're now totally retiring, but we just sold it for over 450000 It is the largest part of our retirement financial situation, all because you would not let us say no and helped us say yes, and we had to thank you. And those are the things, Jason, I think that when you're in my type of life, you live for. How can you change people's lives in a positive way? How can you give them more than they have and have them have a better life just from meeting you and having a relationship? And by last year, well, I left California and moved to Arizona to get out of actually selling homes, but getting into teaching and real estate school. I can't tell you. I had a party. I think I had over 600 folks 
who had either bought or sold a home from me in my eight years. And they were all there at a party, wonderful dinner. And I can't tell you the number that came up and just said, Tom, we never dreamed we have the amount of money we have thanks to you helping us own our home and not rent or not take advantage of it for owning. So these are the type of things that I think I have been motivated by, Jason. And I think most of us who build successful companies or businesses, sure, we want to be profitable. Sure, we want to, you know, have a reputation in the community that's positive. But I also believe the most successful people, bottom line, want to take care of the people they serve. And that has always been my philosophy, which, again, based on what I've heard about what you have said, I think we share a lot of commonality. Yeah. Tom, thank you so much for that. And there was a lot of wisdom that was shared in that moment because for a lot of people, you know, we'll look at sales and we'll think that, oh, it's some people that's trying to take advantage, be manipulative. And this is the constants that I hear from people that are very much resisting sales themselves is they think to be an excellent salesperson, I need to embody what would be labeled as negative behaviors, manipulative behaviors in order to take from people. And, you know, I wrote a book and, you know, in 2022, it was more comfortable, I think, putting in a headline selling with love just to be out there. And I think people are ready for that message. And I'm not the only person that's speaking about it openly. There's an army of authors and sales individuals who are talking about things like selling from the heart, like Larry Levine, sell from love from, I believe, Sarah. There's a ton of literature that's coming up and reminding people why love is actually a powerful thing to have in your sales process. And I know I'm not teaching anything new. I know sales leaders like yourself from the 70s have been talking about why you need to sell in this way. Although it seemed like back then, people needed to kind of be told, okay, I'm going to master the art of selling. But then when they get into your book, they start realizing, oh, I need to care about people. And so I'd be curious to know culturally, as you've been training people over these decades, have you noticed the general type of person that comes and is curious to learn about you? Like, is it the same individuals that are getting into sales or are you seeing some different types of people being open to sales now that it has less of that stigmatic kind of like put a suit, take advantage. And now people are like, hey, maybe this is a way to do really good in the world. And it's being accepted more commonly now. So definitely true, Jason. I so wish I could put in my pocket and carry around some of the people that have come up and said that when I thought of selling, I was turned off. I thought you got to be pushy, obnoxious, aggressive. And many of them will say, yeah, I started listening to your CDs in my car. I started reading your books and realized you don't have to be pushy or obnoxious or overbearing. I think there's a couple keys you have to work on being a better listener and questioner. Because see, many people go into sales, if they do, they think they have to be good talkers. And the honest truth is you have to be a better listener than a talker to do extremely well. And one of the main things I've taught is the art of questioning to where you get yourself out of the way 
and not only start in the beginning with questions, but you interject them throughout your time with people. Because there's an old saying and a true saying, in any conversation, whoever is talking is only learning what they already know. So whoever's questioning is gathering information they need to know to do a better job in the service process. And that has always been my philosophy, Jason, that, you know, I used to sit people down and after a little while I've had husbands say, you know, Tom, we just left another real estate company and you're the first realtor that we've met that just lets us talk and asks us lots of questions. And of course, I always smiled and said, thank you, can I continue? And of course, that's a question. And they'd laugh, well, sure. And so I've always had this philosophy, get people talking and you be a good listener and focus with the word empathy. And I think the word empathy in life is so important. And my definition of empathy is literally putting yourself in the other person's situation, feeling how they feel, understanding their motivations, comprehending what their goals are. And I think all these things build you into a great communication expert, which is what I've always tried to teach people to become. And as I mentioned, as I kind of wind down my speaking career, uh, I'm trying to get people to go to our website. Amazon is marketing all my books and CDs. And the reason is because as I wind down, I don't need to have a warehouse here in Scottsdale, Arizona, where we live, filled with books and CDs. But I feel that as they're still available, many people call me and go, yeah, we went to Amazon and we got your book, or my I have a CD called How to Master the Art of Selling, which is a three-day program. And I try to get people in business to turn their cars into classrooms. See, you'll drive ballpark, if you're in any type of business, 5,000 hours minimum in your career driving. Now, that can be music. That can be negativity of things in the world, or you can turn your car into a classroom to where every mile is a learning mile. And so I'm trying now as I, again, wind my speaking career down to get people to go to Amazon. And if they'll look up Tom Hopkins, they'll see all my stuff. And one thing I'm thrilled about, Jason, is Amazon has decided to discount my what I used to market from Scottsdale when we had our office and buildings here, they have marketed them down like 70%. So people can get a lot of savings, start turning their cars into classrooms, and I'd love to become part of their growth because I have always had a philosophy. You must find people that become mentors that happened to me. I was 19, got my real estate license, scared to death. And I went to a convention and the man on the stage 
successful man, said, look in your company to the most successful person that makes the most money and humble yourself and ask if you can just watch how they perform. And of course, you know, I've always been coachable. And I think that's important if you're going to be a success. Be coachable. And so I went back to the office. We had about 300 people in the company then, a large company in California back then, not today, but back then. And I found there was a woman named Rose Lane. And she was the highest income earning realtor, basically, in pretty much California. Well, I humbled myself and went and called her as Mrs. Lane. I'm Tom Hopkins. I'm brand new, really four months in real estate. I've not done much. But the man at the convention said, find someone very successful and ask if they will mentor you. And she was so sweet. She said, young man, come over and let's talk at my office. And I went there. And I literally, Jason, got in the car with her when she showed homes. We didn't have recording devices back then, I'm sorry to say. But I took so many notes on what she said to people, how she handled objections, what she said if they said it cost too much, what she said if they said, I want to think it over. And I took copious notes and like an actor or actress, which, by the way, when you go to a movie or you watch a beautiful play or a movie, what you're hearing those actors and actresses say is just not something off the top of their head. They've been given a book. They've been rehearsing, practicing, drilling, memorizing. And I had a seminar at Universal City in Hollywood, and I decided because they were filming a famous old movie in the same arena where I was. So I went and watched, and sure enough, I'd walk in one day, and here would be men and women in jeans and T-shirts walking around with a book, reading to each other. Then, of course, I'd come back a day or two later and the same people in beautiful clothes walking around on the stage, reading a script, laying the book down, delivering presentation, and, of course, making the thing fly. And I said, you know, the sad truth is we all are in the word business. How we come across, what we say, how we deliver it. And that's when I became kind of fanatical on listening to other people, how they came across. And I've tried to do that in my books and CDs to where they can hear what to say, how to handle a telephone call to make sure if they call, you meet them, how to call someone and make sure you get a chance to present to them, what you say when you first meet a person, when they walk in your office, if you have that location opportunity. But I have been such a believer that the words you say and how you deliver the words are going to determine long term how well you do in what I call the people business, which almost everybody I think joining us is in a way the people business. And if you develop the skill, the art of 
asking questions, being a good listener, having empathy and caring for people, you'll carve out a wonderful career. And of course, someday you'll look back and hopefully you'll say, gee, I listened to Jason and Tom and I'm doing better, did better, and I'm going to do a lot better. If that's true, then we've done what we should be doing on little presentations like this. Tom, I absolutely love it. And one thing I want to remind for everyone is we will have some links in the show notes so you can go and identify all of the work from Tom, things that you can acquire for yourself so you can continue to learn from the experience, from the mentors, from the people that have shown you the path. They exist. You can access it. The only question is, do we see, do we have the curiosity? Are we excited about learning these things? And I hope what you're learning from the stories you're hearing from Tom here is how important it is. It doesn't matter if your title is directly being a salesperson or not. We are all in the people business. And as such, you can always improve the skill and you will always get to be ahead when you actually understand how we interact as humans. And, you know, Tom, I love the fact that you said empathy because that's also something that I speak about, which is learning the process of selling, learning how to take phone calls, make appointments, make presentation. The process of selling is something to absolutely love because it's not manipulation. It is empathy. It's the language that needs to be spoken so people understand the value you want to give to them. And if you do this long enough, such as how Tom's been able to do this, you'll be able to throw your own parties, having 600 people show up, happy people that you've served, that you've sold to. And you know, there's this thing that you said earlier, Tom, that I found really fun is that you talked about how you were convicted of the value you wanted to give to people when they would walk in with an inquiry about rental is you knew things that they weren't aware of and you've started using language and sales presentations to be able to make them understand that they had other options that would be of more value to them. And I find that's one thing that I don't want people to think about selling with love to associate it with, well, you know, for me, I'll never be pushy because sometimes you actually need to be communicating with enthusiasm with conviction because there's certain things that you know and you want to make sure people understand and when you know what you offer is so much more than what you ask in return well that to me is a loving sales process as well tom there's one thing i wanted to touch base on which i think is so fun within your books and for a lot of people that are listening they're like wow this sounds amazing i'd love to get to this point i'm willing to learn but there's this little thing that holds me back and this is this whole fear of rejection is the fact that they're at the beginning of their career and maybe they're not so polished and there's a lot of no's that come their way people are like not interested not responding not engaging and in your book you actually talk about falling in love with the nose. And I'm not talking about the body part. I'm talking about the N-O, the rejection here. And I wanted to see how did you frame it and how do you help people get over this fear of rejection? Well, it's a game. And in any sport, you are going to have failures. You are going to have times when you're not on top of it. And that's just called life. And I used to have people play a game. For example, many of you right now watching us, if you'll go to your company Find out what the average price is of selling a product. Then find out what the average income is. Then find out how many yeses you are, no's you have to get to. And of course, I had a formula that I used to just teach. Like say, for example, that if you get a yes, you earn $100. But let's say you have to talk to five people. 
Well, that means you're getting four no's and one yes to make a hundred. Well, now we take the no's and put a dollar value, 25. So you're getting $25 per no to get to that one yes to make the hundred. So when you get rejected, you don't take it personally. You say, thanks for the no, let me go for some more. And I'll guarantee you, you that will put your ego on the line, you'll handle the rejection. You'll not take it personally. They aren't rejecting you. And if you'll get better at how you come across, you'll lower and lower the no's till hopefully the day comes when most of your life is filled with yeses. And there's nothing more exciting than living the world of yes and saying goodbye to all the no's. You know, Tom, I love this example. And as I was reading your book, I was talking to some of my clients that were facing this fear. And I literally had your chapter open and I was telling them this story and I was bringing them around this idea around understanding that it's a game. So I've been quoting your material and referring your work to a lot of the people that need to understand that this art of selling, it is an art. It's an art. It's a science. It's something you can master. It's something you can practice. But reframing this idea around, hey, every no is actually money in my pocket as I'm in this for the long term, I thought was absolutely beautiful. And I think is a really powerful way for people that are thinking every no is an opportunity to stop. It's actually something to tell you keep going because the yeses are coming and you're one step closer every time. Now, I know we could go into so much more because just your book on mastering the art of selling is just filled with so much content. And I want to make sure that for people who are enjoying this conversation, you want to go deeper. As I've mentioned, there's going to be links in the show notes so you can discover more of Tom's work. And I love to close all of my conversations, Tom, with a question that I know you've touched on already. We've talked about how we got to know that we're giving more than what we ask in return and you're going to build a business. You're going to get referrals. This is how you do it. We've talked about finding mentors, people we can mirror, people we can learn from. We talked about when you go into a career of sales or you're looking at selling in the way that you teach it, you're seeing a world that brings abundance to you and you're going to have clients that are coming back to you year after year talking about the transformation you made in their lives. To me, this is all golden and this is all beautiful. And I want to ask it in a direct question that I usually ask, which I feel you've answered throughout the conversation, but it is, I speak about selling with love. What does selling with love mean to you? Well, I think what it means is you just totally have a feeling for people that you want to serve, that you want to have thank you for the time you've spent. And as I mentioned, as I've mentioned numerous ways, you know, my last four years. I was eight years full-time listing and selling homes in California and real estate. My last four years, I had no time to prospect because I had built a following of people. And I think that building of the following of people comes when you do give more than is expected. And I will say this to all of you listening or watching. I started my career sending thank you notes, which was unheard of back then. No one did. But I sent lots of thank you notes, handwritten. And I want to say something about today. With all the electronic transactions, with all the emails, if you'll be a person who says, you know what, I'm going to go and get some nice cards, 
and I'm going to handwrite some nice little thank you notes. And you that do get my book, I've written 10 thank you notes that you can literally copy. Now, some people are not blessed to write. So you can take my 10 thank you notes for all different situations and send them out. And I will say this, no one else is doing it. We become a transaction world, but the little personal things make such a difference. And I could not believe how many people said to me, Tom, we had two other realtors come and talk to us. And the reason we ended up doing business with you, because you're the only one that sent us that very nice handwritten thank you note. Do it today, and you'll be amazed at the benefits that you'll get, because you'll separate yourself from the average. And I think today's a better day to do something personal like that than even back when I did it and started it. And I got that from my mom, Jason. I used to watch my mom and dad. They'd go out to dinner. And I was young, maybe 10, 12, 13. And, of course, mom and dad would come home from dinner, and I was in my bed asleep. But they'd wake me up, and so I had to go potty. So I'd walk into the hallway, and there was my mother at a little desktop writing. And, of course, I said, Mom, what are you doing? And she said, Tom, we went, Tommy, I was Tommy back then. She said, Tommy, we went out to dinner with the nicest couple. And I'm just sending them a thank you note. And I watched her do this diligently with people. And that's when I started doing it also when I got my real estate license. And I think today it's more powerful than even back then because no one else is doing it. And I've always had a philosophy, find what no one else is doing and do it, and you'll separate yourself from mediocrity and the average folks. Tom, I absolutely love that. And I agree. I don't think anybody's doing the little things that matter. We're all trying to cut corners, do it quick, use the technology to make us more efficient. But the fundamentals, when they are done right, they're making magic happen. This has been a fantastic conversation, Tom. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing. For everyone here, listen, we've just touched the tip of the iceberg of the wealth of information that Tom has put together in tons of resources that are available. We're going to have all those links available in the show notes. You'll be able to connect, download, buy, get a copy of the book. I know for me, Mastering the Art of Selling is absolutely game changer to get you to understand how you can work on your technique about selling. If you've loved the mindset pieces that we bring on the Selling with Love podcast and all these modern things we speak about when it comes to selling and being effective at selling, this is going to be the type of literature that you want to acquire so you can learn the technicalities so you can see how everything in the sale is a technique, a process, something you apply and you'll never feel stuck and you will build a wonderful business with clients you love serving and the profits will just come naturally. Once again, Tom, thank you so much for your time. And for all you listeners, keep going out there, master the art of selling, and of course, keep selling with love. Thank you, Jason. Love you and your company and what you do. All the best to you that were watching us. Let's grow and go. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast.